1: 32 cast your ultimate answer to fandom geekiness and everything as always i am your host nathan and we have another great episode lined up for you where we're going to talk about shows that are gone but not forgotten but before we do that let's meet our cast for this week so first up you know him as the guy that absolutely loves comics that is my buddy eric how are you doing eric
2: i started reading weekly again actually oh awesome that's even more appropriate Yes, (laughs) Yes. <laughs> uh probably about a month and a half ago now. Yeah, I, I still have half of this week's uh poll mm. to read. I was in the middle of um planet sized X-Men. Uh I was trying to see how much I could read before uh, before the call picked up. So oh, okay. But no, it's 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 kind of cool. I've I've missed reading weekly, so it's interesting to jump back into it. I'm keeping myself um keeping myself well behaved when it comes to the poll list so far. they so keep seeing, you know, every time the solicits for every month come out, it's like at least five or six new books. And I'm like, no stop it <laughs> yeah that was
1: my problem like when I started reading comics it was like I just started like every time something crossed over or a character like was in a comic a guest star I would then want to pick up that comic and find out what was going on over there and so like I just started mowing like every lawn in the neighborhood it was like really crazy and it was like when I was like I gotta make the money so I can afford the comics <laughs> so yeah. But uh, it's
2: either like a 10 or 15% discount when you have a pull list. So it's even even nicer. It's just one of those things where it's like, uh, oh, you know, this this title is happening. Oh, I want to check it out. And you end up grabbing like five or six extra books. So it's like, no, I'm breaking my own rules. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah i don't know um how the guy that i got comics from because I, I actually got comics from a guy at the flea market that had some deal with one of the local comic shop where he was able to sell at cover price but he threw in the bag and board for free oh that's awesome so even though i didn't get a discount per se i was getting a bag and board for every comic that i was buying um so uh but yeah that's that's how i used to, used I to do i
2: actually have to buy uh some bags and boards because that was one of the uh One of the interesting things about, uh, COVID is, um, when people started, you know, reading weekly again or reading comics again in general, all of a sudden you're seeing like the comic shops can't do, uh, bags and boards for Mm. polis anymore because they basically don't exist so i've been looking. okay
1: you you almost worried me i thought you were gonna say comics could get covid and i was about to go no 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 um no it was just
2: something i found out very recently within the last couple weeks it's basically one of those things where it's like because of the Because of the uh, rise in comic books because of the last year of COVID and people actually finally, you know, going to the comic shops or ordering online, bags and boards have become a scarcity. So uh, it's one of those things that you have to look at Amazon and get the right deal for for the right number of bags and boards and go from there.
1: (laughs) So COVID hit toilet paper, hand sanitizer, and comic bags and boards. Yep. (laughs) <laughs> I hope they weren't using the backs and boards yeah, no, for instead of bad. toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, it's good to have you back on the show, Eric. Always oh, good to be here. <laughs> All right. Uh, next up he is the guy that um, we just ended up hitting it off on DragonCon one time, deciding that, hey, we both like to talk. Maybe we should talk about stuff together. And that is my buddy, Will. How are you doing, Will? What's going on, man? Thanks for having me back on. No problem. So uh, what's new and exciting for you? I have a
3: newborn. Um, after 11 years of waiting, uh, we decided to have another child because, you know, <laughs> I'm so trendy that we had a COVID baby. Um,
1: that's the well, congratulations. I didn't know I will, what the ages were for your kids, so I didn't 16, know. If that that was 16, 11, and newborn. Oh, so, wow. Yeah, so...
3: Yeah, I won't be back at Dragon Con for a few years.
1: Um, (laughs) I think Kelly Kelly is confusing me and you because she keeps saying, like, you have a newborn, right? And I'm like, no, no, I don't.
3: Yeah, yeah, that sounds about like Kelly. Uh, (laughs) So, no, I'm like, no, no, he doesn't. I have the newborn and I won't be there and I will need all the virtual con that I can get. And this is the Mm -hmm. kind of thing I do. It's good to be back on, talk with you on 42 and everything else. So let's do it.
1: All right. Sounds good. Good to have you back on, Will. Thank you. You're welcome and next up she is the head of the military sci-fi track at dragon con and that is my buddy karen how are you doing karen
0: i'm doing great
1: that's good
0: it's been a very very interesting time here in military sci-fi media land mm. as we are constantly being teased about possible returns of shows and then not and then maybe this and then not But we're still working on planning and prepping things for Dragon Con, and that's been our big focus, getting some virtual content in, and also some in-person stuff, too.
1: Mm. So besides um, Farscape, Mm -hmm. what other shows are rumored to be coming back?
0: Various flavors of Stargate. Oh,
1: right, of course, of course. Lots of
0: active discussions on that. But no one knows.
1: Right. Not necessarily (laughs) the same as what we've seen before, but could be a continuation of what we've seen before. Flavors. (laughs) Flavors. Sometimes
0: you get your SG-1 flavors. Sometimes you get your SGU flavor. It just Mm. really depends.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Because I know Farscape, I remember last year that was in person, the Farscape people were very big on suggesting that maybe something might be happening soon where something could potentially happen. That And
0: then something did.
1: Right. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So back to the drawing board on that one. So, yeah.
2: Oh come on, Rockney had plenty of time to script.
1: <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, yeah, a lot of people did have a lot of time. So, you know, pre production kind of stuff should, you know, yeah, yeah. should should have gone fairly well, you would think. Um, but uh but yeah. Um and of course there's perennial talks of rebooting Buck Rogers, which I which falls under your track as well. So
0: Right. There's some active discussions about doing that, but a different phase of Buck Rogers, the hmm. mining aspect of Buck Rogers, which we don't normally explore oh yes this this goes back to the comics oh i
3: know i'm like but why i mean you Um, know
0: because edgy i don't know (laughs) rocks have lots of edges i have no idea we'll see
1: okay So, so, so it, 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 it might be called cruel, unusual punishment by some people, but I did get my wife to sit down and watch the original Buck Rogers series and um, the oh, one from 79. great
0: stuff. There's like a whole dance sequence that yes. is yes. the best. Yeah. best Tweaky
1: alone is the reason why to watch oh, it. Right. <laughs> but oh, but she right, used to he... go.
0: Felix Tilla,
1: rested, in peace indeed. Right. When you were talking about Edgy, though, it reminded me she used to call, you know how the intro would do those, like, circles that would fly out and, like, it would be, like, a different background behind it? Yes. And she used to call that the CDs. You know? <laughs> so, wow. CDs flying out. At it. <laughs> uh, I grew up with that show. So, to me, know. it's just, like, that's all part of, like, just general pop culture. But, yeah. yeah like
3: If Star Wars Battlestar Galactica but buck rogers kind of, kind of just ran into that with it it's so
1: like
0: mm-hmm. i was born around that time
1: <laughs> but see, was in syndication like like i didn't see it first run because i wasn't I even born when the first episode oh. came out but like 85 86 i was still a young <laughs> kid and they were showing it on tv so that's how so, i saw it but you yeah. bunch of babies
3: i watched it on the live run I mean,
1: <laughs> <laughs> but, i'm so uh, old <laughs> yeah but uh, yeah, so you're preparing for Dragon Con, Karen, and, and getting all that stuff done. So is there any room in your life for anything else?
0: Um, My job says yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> but um, not really at the moment. Okay. <laughs> um, There's just a, a lot that we are still trying to sort out, of course. And, you know, we have to wait a little bit until we get to a certain point in time to see what kind of other guidelines we have to put into place what protocols we need to observe you know that kind of thing and you know that that's going to temper somewhat maybe some of the things we can do but we're just so excited to actually be showing up in person and talking to people in person that know anyway, that's like the best news and you know that is it it's given me something to work towards let's just sure. put it that way
1: no, I understand. Yeah, I've got I've got a kid who's ten, so she can't be vaccinated, and I'm like, that's going to be a big petri dish right there. <laughs> I'm not taking her to uh, to Atlanta, you know, because it's a lot of people and you know all very closely packed together. So, you know. which
0: is fair. We went ahead and did that, took care of it, so we're ready to go. But you know, you always want to make sure you keep people safe.
1: Right. All right. Well, it's thoughtful. good to have you back on the show, Karen. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. So next up, it's our five-minute controversy, and for those who are just uh, tuning into the show, that's our little segment that we do to get us loosened up before we talk about our topic, and also gives you a little window into something that you know how we think about certain things that are that are hot in the geekosphere right now. So, um, one the issue that I wanted to talk about today is that um, you know Marvel has basically relegated the former TV properties you know, that were originally, they said it's all connected. You know, so Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Peggy Carter, although they haven't formally taken a stance because they're not on Disney Plus yet, it's likely that also includes the Netflix shows. Um, Also, you know, Luke Cage, you know, Iron Fist, Daredevil, all that. And so, you know, to like the non-canon, they've shunted it away to like the legacy Marvel, you know, kind of stuff. And so my question is, do you think that that's a bad move or do you think that yeah might as well kevin feige you know he's you know the guy that we just want whatever he's approved to be what marvel considers canon from here on so um let's start with you on this one will uh
3: um i think it's interesting because uh, with feige He's always hated Marvel TV. Mm-hmm. He, he, that's been a contentious relationship. He hated the idea of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Colson and all the pretty much anything that was, you know, before him. It was just don't want to do it. I, um, but, but with Peggy Carter and some of the other shows that really had that big draw, got ended a little early. Maybe you can argue that later. Um, maybe some of those need to be connected, but I, I think you'd have to pick and choose. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I never made much sense to me anyway. I, I tried to watch it. I jump in. I'm a huge Marvel fan. I'm going. It's just not that appealing. So, relegating some of the the bad on that, but some of the first seasons were a good lead-ins to like Thor 2 and some of the other films. So,
1: all right, Eric.
2: Two. I have I have two kind of counters before before I start. Feige has actually said said differently to the point that the first season he was he was actually helping promote it because Whedon you know, we didn't before we we found out that whole can of worms.
1: Right, the Winter Soldier, yeah, the first season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. did kind of lead into Winter Soldier. Right. Yeah.
2: He actually was able to help advise. The main issue between Marvel TV and what eventually became Marvel Studios was Mutter, who his thanks to the Marvel Studios stuff has basically been given that large boot to a certain body part that he deserved because, uh, yeah, he's the reason the Inhumans were trying, were were the whole let's make the Inhumans into the X-Men and it's like no let, let's not do that both both comics wise and TV wise because it didn't work uh, but no like that was the only contention there and and I guess him and Jeff Loeb didn't see eye to eye but that was like the only contention there and here is the no prize because obviously Nate you're not the first one on the internet to be like oh Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. isn't considered canon I want to go that far because um morbius would not bring up that colson you know found found himself alive again because that would completely undercut what he was trying to tell and trying to get out of loki that's my no prize is i don't think he would be like oh yeah then you know Here's Coulson alive and well Even though, you know, obviously by the end of the show It's a whole other can of worms But I think telling Loki that Coulson was still alive Would kind of completely Undercut everything he was trying to Basically get out of Loki At that point So the fact that people Got that from the first episode I was like what are you guys talking about <laughs> agents of shield you know was its own thing sure but it's like at the same time i don't think that means it's out of continuity nothing i mean to the point that peggy is obviously a huge part of of steve's uh end game stuff you know and that that was a whole thing so i don't i don't think agents well of SHIELD yeah nobody's of saying that whatsoever. peggy
1: carter as a character is out just the episodes of her show
2: i don't think so I, I would heavily disagree with that, especially, especially because we we've now established a new multiverse, so it's very easy for anything to be fair game at this point.
1: Okay, so first of all, whole spoiler warning, Eric, because thank you, thank yeah, you. I know it's like. I, I, Loki isn't done yet, so I haven't watched yeah, any of it. No! I was, Second I was to, off! It, yes,
2: yeah, thank you! No, Gosh. no, no. no. I, I, I'm sorry. That is not... <laughs> ten minutes in, it's a throwaway line. Oh, good God! Okay.
1: That's not a spoiler. It's
2: literally a throwaway line where they mention the multiverse and the Nexus. It's okay. not as... I swear to God, it is not a spoiler. Because oh, it's something they they barely touch on.
1: Okay. But anyway, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll have to revisit that part obviously, but I think from a political standpoint from Marvel, I think that they're making a statement, you know, putting that stuff in the legacy section. I mean, you can, you can say what you want to about lines in a show, but until we see otherwise, until they show like Sky, you know, showing up in, you know, a, a Marvel movie or a Disney Plus you well, know, show I mean, or something like, you know, I, I I, don't think that that's, you know, what I I think that they might be trying to please some fans with some ambiguous lines, but they're not ever going to reference any of that stuff.
0: Well, they had a she, chance. She's got some older. Powerpuff stuff going on right now. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she's kind of She's kind
2: of bubbly right
0: now.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, but who knows if that's even going to go to series or anything. So, I mean, oh or if it will last more than a season, even if it does. So
3: On a future episode of... <laughs> 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 no, but, but with my thing was with Marvel with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., they've never treated it like it was continuity because they had a chance in the Winter Soldier and in Civil War and in Age of Ultron to bring that show in. Like when you see Nick Cage show up with, you know, a helicarrier, it would be easy to have the Agent of the Shield crew there, just on screen
1: during that. But yeah, it, no, I mean, I'm not, I'm not gonna get into all of that because there were actually a lot of connections in those early seasons where things would right. lead from the show into the movie. Yeah. But in fact, never... even that thing with 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 right. Fury showing up right. in Age of Ultron, there was the leading to that in the show. Right, but they don't bring the show characters on. To <laughs> I, I know, but I'm they saying. didn't bring the yeah. show characters into the movie. I I, I get it. The, I mean, the one the one thing that I would say, the only thing that I would say that started in a show and ended up in the movies was uh the character. Of Jarvis from Peggy Carter yeah. was in Endgame. Yep, it was same yep. actor. Yeah, was. Yeah. Yeah, was. yeah, no, but, I agree. Um, but yeah, so Karen, I want <laughs> let's give Karen a chance to weigh in, everybody. Oh, okay. Okay.
0: So basically, I think it doesn't matter, and here's why. Essentially, when they want it, they'll pull it out of the box. They design those shows essentially so that they, as much as possible, would not. Have an effect on the studio <laughs> and what the studio was doing as far as you know the mcu in general overall in theaters etc i think that basically for them it's just a cute little item on the shelf in a little memory box and if they decide they want to pull something out and take a little content out of it then then throw it in like the spare line here and there then they will but I don't think they're going to integrate it. I don't think it's necessarily officially just disconnected from the timeline because, of course, there's always the, well, it was just a dream sort of aspect of the multiverse thing where it's the easy solution to bring something back in whenever you want to. But I I really do think that that's part of what they are just trying to do. Just basically put it in storage. And then if they think they can use it later, sure, they can pull it out. They got the footage, why not? But if not, then it can just stay in storage and we'll pretend it never happened because they already collected the money for it.
1: Yeah, fair enough. I mean, yeah, I, I think that you're right about the fact that they don't see it as a huge impact. My thing will be if they ever do like Daredevil and cast a different guy rather than Charlie right. Cox. And, and Eric, don't bring up the rumors that, that he's in Spider-Man. I, I know that it's been said it's still a rumor. <laughs> Until I see like actual footage, it is it's a, a rumor. rumor. So then that um, uniform pops out. in. Yeah.
2: I'm right there with you.
1: <laughs> you know, or somebody else playing Luke Cage other than Mike Coulter. You know, that's uh-huh. that's where I'll get upset, you know, when they start doing stuff like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it'd be pretty. Yeah, I'm all, I got a whole segment dedicated to the Defenders, so we can't.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's interesting with Marvel, with you know, saying this about these TV shows is that we pretty much know that you're going to have to watch Disney Plus to catch up what's going to be going on in the future Marvel Universe mm-hmm. films. So, I it's oh, that's
1: all part of the plan.
3: Yeah, exactly. No, I'm <laughs> saying it's brilliant. I'm not, I'm not arguing the brilliance here. I'm saying it's just funny that you're saying, well, this isn't because right. it wasn't part of the Disney Plus package but now that it's Disney Plus it's canon and you have to watch all this to understand it and that's going to be interesting to see how that crosses over in the film
1: Dope Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I think I've kind of already said my point of view is I'm not a big fan of it because especially because nobody was saying when they said it's all connected, like, wait, 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 you know, like Kevin Feige wasn't like, no, 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 Jeff Loeb doesn't have authority to say that. It's really not all connected. Don't listen to him, you know, like or anything like that. And I, I just I don't like that bait and switch because we were watching those shows with the expectation that there would be, you know, movement both ways. And for a while, there was movement from TV to movie. Not not the other But way there around. was yeah, I mean but, but it's always to TV, pay but no attention TV to movie. the man
0: behind the curtain. You right. know that. <laughs> they always are running something else and they're not gonna tell you everything that's going on and then they're gonna absolutely lie about some things.
1: Oh yes. Right. Oh you but, mean like Star Wars? Okay, sorry. All right. <laughs> all right. But yeah, that's it for the five minute controversy. Um uh good spread of opinions this time so i like that um there have been times where all four people like we all just agree on everything and it's like that's not fun it's not a controversy (laughs) (laughs) argue with me right exactly all right but uh but yeah so um now uh before we talk about our main topic though let's pause for a moment for a promo from another five podcast do
2: you know how fast you were going? Uh,
1: sorry officer, uh, one episode every two weeks?
0: Two weeks!
2: Did you also know you're carrying a dangerously heavy load? Yes sir, we do. We've got interviews, fight nights, film discussions, Desert Island DVDs and lots more. I think we've got to take you down to the station. You do not have to write anything, but it may harm the Cosmic Pizza Podcast if you do not mention, when questioned, something you later wanted in the promo or feedbacks. Anything you do say may be used in said feedback.
0: Cosmic Pizza Podcast is not about the cosmos, all about pizza.
1: Welcome to Dr. Geek's Laboratory. Dr. Geek here with another reminder that the ESO Network is pro-science and pro-vaccine. We urge you to be a superhero
3: and protect yourself, your family, and your fellow geeks around the world. Don't
1: be fooled by the forces of evil and their anti-science misinformation campaign. Consult the latest CDC guidelines, your doctor, and get the COVID vaccine today. And we're back. And like we talked about at the top of the show, we are going to talk about shows that are gone, but not forgotten. And what we mean by that are, you know, the shows that we sort of wistfully look at and say, you know, that show really had a really good, you know, potential, you know, like we could have seen it going like seven, eight seasons, but it only got one or two, you know? And, and so, you know, we kind of look back on those and say, man, there's a lot of just missed opportunity there. so, uh, like I say, we're limiting it to one or two season shows, uh, but to start off, because I have an inkling of what she's going to pick, and I might as well get the, you know, 100 pound, or the 100 ton gorilla out of the, off the bat here, is Karen, why don't you start us off with uh, with a show that uh, you feel was, uh, that's gone too soon?
0: Well, you know, Stargate Universe. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously it's Firefly. Obviously it's Firefly. Everyone knows in the Gorham verse, it's friggin' Firefly. It is, it has to be. Because what the actual, (laughs) I may have feelings.
1: Yeah. So why, all right, so, but, so, okay. I should have elucidated a little more. Say why you feel like it was a show. I I get that Firefly is well known, but I'm just saying, say why that you feel like Firefly was gone too soon.
0: Like the world that was being built was interesting enough and the characters were interesting enough that even if they had swapped out some characters and made a new space in there, that there were quite a few stories that would have been told in a second season. I feel like we wouldn't have had a rushed version of trying to wrap up the world in the movie. Yes, it's great. Yes, it told kind of a cohesive, coherent story, plotline, fine. But I would have liked to explore that just a little bit freaking longer. Space out the operative just a little bit. What the, it's not enough time. We needed more time. You know, this is like, it's like pleading with somebody with a, Death sentence, diagnosis, something. We we just didn't get enough time, and it's all Fox's fault.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah. I know. The, well, the movie, the thing, the thing that still pains me to this day is we'll just kind of kill yeah. Shepard Book off right? off off screen, and yeah, we'll show him kind of like dying, but like all the scenario around it and why he's off the ship and everything. That's just. It's just not and even important enough.
0: who is he? Who is and he? Who is what he? is he? Right. We had so much. With a whole backstory, we could have done so much with that.
3: <laughs> well, I mean, it, I think honestly with Whedon, with Serenity, it was like, you know what? I'm going to kill everybody. You know, anybody that we actually care about. I'm going to end their storylines right now because yes. I don't want anybody. Right. I mean, I'm just going to wipe them all out so that no one can play with my toys. Because it, that movie does wrap some up. But like you said, Shepherd Book. Okay, this is a guy that walks onto another ship, and they're like, we're sorry, so we didn't even mean to bother you. And I'm going, <laughs> and you just kill this guy off screen? And you couldn't have him, like, I don't know, face the operative, like old school versus new school guy? I mean, there's so much story there. You're going, ah! And, and Firefly's Karen's point, it's a universe. I want to know more about how the all these groups formed, how we got these two different – I mean, I want to see the, the Browncoats war. There's so much you could have done.
0: I mean, even more about how the societies all came together. And there's just so much that could have happened and could have been done and so much more richness that could have been brought to the whole thing. Yes, it also didn't have time to really suck because you didn't give it enough time to suck fully. There were places that could have been improved, I'm just going to be honest. But there was so much more scope to it that two three seasons at least I mean I, I could see ending it at three seasons to be honest I could yeah just capping it off before it got bad in season four you know just let it let it go to that but it just didn't have a chance.
1: Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up though because I I sometimes get tired of people bringing up Firefly all the time just because of the fact that you're judging it on what like 14 episodes, is, I think it's 14 and and you know, it's 13. like people calling it the greatest science fiction show of all time and stuff like that. I'm like, there's no way you can compare Firefly to something like Stargate SG1 that had 200 plus episodes. You know, or you can compare it even to Babylon 5 or a bunch of other different sci-fi shows just because PNG, like it, it's so incongruent right like i'll say like if you put it up against babylon 5 it stacks up very well against the first 14 of babylon 5 sure but you know i again i I just i just have a problem with people saying all the time it was the greatest science fiction show of all time and and fox canceled it and i'm like it did not have the time to get back and
0: that's absolutely the case that is true it was not the greatest it had the greatest potential
1: right and that's the thing everybody is looking at its potential and everybody's got the version of the show in their head that if it evolved in that way that was perfect for you (laughs) you know then you know it would have been a perfect show but nobody knows what that would actually would have turned out the other thing
3: the thing that it was great about though was casting i mean there's not someone you go you know that was just not a good job why did you cast so and so i mean you were catching some people at the peaks of their career, Some of them mm. really, Alan Tudyk, really starting off. I mean, really launching them Yeah, I mean, it's just so many Jewel talented. State. Yeah, it's just so many, so many characters, so many great actors. Yeah,
0: Gina, the goddess Taurus.
3: Yes.
1: I I really love Jewel State. I know everybody's about Inara, but for me, no, it was Jewel it State. was Kaylee. Kaylee, I, I was like, you. oh my god, Kaylee. <laughs> <laughs> a
3: plot there may have been a plot to kidnap her at one point <laughs> the plot was foiled it was hey, How foiled, foiled? foiled i a got to meet her foil. though I got, I got to meet her though so.
1: nice eric anything to say about firefly
2: um <laughs> eh, uh, I, <laughs> I used to love firefly no no, no I'll, I'll be i'll be honest i used to love firefly but it's uh it's one of those things where it's like so there's there's certain Buffy that I can still watch mm. I can still watch that last season of Angel but I mean I and I love the cast but like there's so much of Whedon stuff that I can't like I can't look back on at this point there's so much about like Whedon and the more and more it comes out and I'm just like okay I, I need to take a step back I used to love this man's work but I there's A lot of it that I can't go back to now. Like I said, like especially because like um, I know uh, like Jane Espenson, her her work on a lot of that stuff is fantastic. But like, and like, um, there's there's a couple, there's like a handful of people that worked on all that stuff that like that's the stuff I can go back and watch. But like, a lot of Firefly was directly Whedon. Like, obviously he had Mm -hmm. people work with him, but it's like it's one of those things that like. I, even though you know I love Alan Tudyk I love Nathan Fillion and and um Gina Torres and, and all of them but it's like it's one of those things that like because of what we know now I can't can't go back and enjoy something that I did when I mean when I was a teenager when it was coming out so it's just yeah. it's one of those things that I that I look back on like Sure, I can still enjoy the movie every once in a while, except for towards the end. Ellen, uh, no. Uh, <laughs> but no, uh, it's just one of those things that, like like I said, it's just, it's stupid, but can't,
1: can't. No, look no, back no. I mean, I, I don't think that's stupid. I mean, it's the same thing with me and the Cosby show, which I used to adore. Oh, yep. You know, like yeah. knowing what yeah. kind of a man Bill Cosby is now. It's like yeah. a, you don't a show the that promotes that like up. family values and, 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 you know, like, no, I, I just can't take that from you, Bill. <laughs> I mean, no. So, yeah, I get it. I get it. um But, uh, but yeah. All right. So, Eric, what would be your pick then uh, of a show that, uh... uh,
2: we'll, we'll keep it going with the Fox screen things up and okay. we'll talk about, um, we'll talk about something that also lasted 13 episodes. So, I think we only actually got, Seven of them on the air, and it was actually around the same time as Firefly. And it was an an amazing half hour comedy. Originally pitched as Muppets Meets meets Larry David or Curb Your Enthusiasm. And that is the very awesome Greg the Bunny. I
1: think and everybody I've went heard silent, of that. So I
2: Yeah,
3: know. I I, <laughs> I know of Greg the Bunny. Or. I just didn't think it was that awesome. I mean <laughs>
1: Oh no! Greg, uh, see, see, see that period. Greg, see, like I Greg wasn't even awesome. aware that Firefly existed for years because, like, it was it wasn't until people started right. talking about it. Like, because I was in college at that time, and like I like know nothing that was on TV. I used to watch everything on TV. Then I went to college, and like I watched like almost zero TV. Um, so uh, so yeah, all that it, stuff.
0: So, I mean, since it was always coming out whenever, however, I was having trouble following it until the DVD came out.
2: <laughs> mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, t- you talk about something that, like, if you look at, at what DVD extras were versus what they are nowadays, mm-hmm. that thing was packed. You had a full-fledged documentary. You had commentaries on, like, 80% of the episodes. And it's just, like, bas- basically, for those that don't know, Greg the Bunny was basically – you had the on-air personalities where it was Sesame Street meets Mr. Rogers pretty much. And then the second they cut cameras, it became right. – the real world, very dark, curb your enthusiasm, but with the Muppets. So you had you had Warren the Ape, who was an alcoholic with three ex-wives. You had Greg, who was the most innocent one of it out of everybody. But even then, like he and his roommate were basically smoking whenever they had the chance and just getting into trouble. You had you had the Bella Lugosi amazing riff uh on uh, Bella Lugosi, which is a uh, Blah the vampire or Count Blah. who who would curse out whenever someone was like oh you're the count from sesame street he's like no i'm not the count from sesame street blah (laughs) and it's it's one of those things where like looking at where comedy is now especially like some of the adult swim stuff Mm -hmm. would not be there if uh if greg the bunny hadn't existed because seth and Seth Green who is the one of the lead stars on the show brought Dan Milano Dan Milano who is the co-creator of Greg the Bunny in with him to Robot Chicken which has been going strong for god what like 12 13 seasons now
1: mm. okay. Yeah, no, like, yeah, I, I, I wish I had something to contribute on this one, but I don't know anything about the show other than I think I've heard the name before. But I did like the point you made oh. about the DVD extras, because it's been annoying me how DVDs and Blu-rays now come with, like, maybe, like, thing. Yeah, like they come with, like, the original trailer, and, and if you're lucky, a commentary track. But even then, a lot of things now don't have commentary, and it's They're like... Deleted scenes. Yeah, that, oh, yeah, yeah, deleted scenes. Oh, yeah, That's it. You know, I, I miss those old DVDs. <laughs> Yeah. Well the
2: so the other really interesting thing about uh Greg the Bunny is it kind of has a very loose connection to something like Mystery Science Theater, where hmm. it did start off as a late late night, you know, local broadcast thing where Greg Greg Warren and even Count Blah they would all be like um hosts for before and after and during when the when the local broadcast was playing like say pulp fiction or you know like um some random science fiction, wh- pulpy horror movie where like Greg would lead into it and be doing like interviews on the street or you know like random talk show bits or you'd hear from Count Blah kind of recounting his time as like I said where he was basically a Bella Lugosi type and it was it's one of those things where that led into the show. Then they mm-hmm. went back to that a couple years after after they lost the Fox show and went to IFC. And then they did War in the a se- well not even a sequel it was a different show War in the Ape on MTV so they kept they kept trying to bring these characters back for for a while and they on and off for for years they kept they kept doing different things and like I said like Dan, Dan Milano's name you wouldn't necessarily recognize but you look at his body of work and you realize like this was kind of like that launching point like different different stuff whether it be like adult swim or or even like random movies here and there um some of the puppeteers worked worked for work now for like jim henson studios and just it's a it's crazy to kind of see where i mean perfect example look at firefly you see all those people's careers where they went from there same thing with greg the bunny where you Hmm. see like seth green's profile rose to crazy levels and like you have all the
1: when did it come out because i mean seth green's career was already really high in the late 90s i mean i would say austin oh, yeah. powers was what launched him into the stratosphere that's at least where i became aware of him and then he was in everything after that first austin powers and then he became a content
3: oh, yeah. producer i mean let's just yeah. you know yep yeah i mean
1: no but uh but okay no that's that's cool i mean a part of this is learning about shows that you know i didn't even really know about you know to to know like oh wow this was a show that you know was well liked that was gone before i could even learn about it um so will what about you what's your first pick
3: uh my first pick and they kind of go hand in hand because they're kind of similar and i hate to name two shows but it's just they went together with me was pushing daisies Mm -hmm. if you ever remember that show or not on abc uh made about two seasons awesome show um about you know bringing the dead alive and having this gift and touch and then it's to me like a very much a companion show with a whole different twist much darker which was uh dead like me which made it like two seasons and then a bunch of really bad you know, movies of the week kind of deal progressively worse he yeah. just kept getting worse <laughs> and when well, you couldn't recast manny batankin i mean there was such a good i mean you're talking about a cast dead like me and, and again pushing daisies as well i mean where you have a very young um well, what's his name in the *Guardians of the Galaxy*? He's the villain. He's the lead in this show. So,
1: I I don't you don't know it's another one that I, I've heard of these <laughs> a lot more. I, I've definitely heard both yeah. of these titles, but I haven't seen either of these well, shows. Well, *Pushing Days* is, the, is is the concept of a man named that
0: Lee case I can't remember. Yes,
3: yes, yep, yes. Yep. So, um, but he it's a very much a bringing the dead back to life with a simple touch and accidentally Mm -hmm. killing people with touching them so it it had that very good feel it was just a good genre show at the time and that borderline fantasy sci-fi kind of deal and then you had dead like me which was just straight up dark comedy i mean the meanest ways of handling death but it was so funny funny at at the same time i mean
0: her start you know you get into being this whole situation because you got killed by a space toilet i mean you know that's a lovely place to start that just gives you so much room to get worse (laughs)
3: Yep. And it was one of those early cable television programs that I didn't even know about until it was over. My buddy brings Mm -hmm. over these DVDs like, hey, let's watch this series. I'm like, all right. Yeah. And I'm like, so where's the rest? Oh, that's it. I'm like, what do you
1: mean? You brought in this
3: show for me to watch? Same like Firefly. You brought this into me to watch and there's nothing of it left.
1: Yeah. Oh, that is mean, because at least when I started watching Firefly, people had told me, like, this right, is it. Right. Like, yeah, I you know, this know is all there is. So I knew going into it, it's going to end abruptly and not yeah. going to have a conclusion, you know, so I was prepared for it. But, yeah, just just being like, hey, let's watch these episodes and then be like, oh, yes. no more. <laughs> My buddy Corey actually like, always
3: said there wasn't a show he couldn't kill. Because we'd watch, it's like we start a a series together, and next thing you know, it's like, oh, it's been canceled. Well, of course, Corey likes it. Well, you're not allowed to watch anything (laughs) in the house,
1: Corey. Corey My my friend Sean actually has a thing about like that where he's like, I'll wait for a show to be canceled before I start watching it. Yes. Because he's like, I I, like every time I like a show, like I'm I'm watching it, it gets canceled. So. (laughs)
3: I mean, nowadays, I don't even have to worry about them getting canceled. It's just getting waiting for them to make the third or fourth season because everything's so far behind. Like, if you're a hmm. Netflix fan, watch any of the Netflix original series, you're like, well, it's been seven years, but they say the third season's coming out any time now.
0: That's lies. <laughs> yeah. They get two seasons out of it and then kill it. At- Lost in space. At Lost, Lost in
1: space. Yeah, I know. Season three's supposedly coming, coming sometime some this time. year, Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> i'm like will's 30 now <laughs> right no i know that's the problem is it's like there's kids on that show you can't keep having these huge gaps i
3: mean uh mine hunters is another one where you're like uh see i'm waiting on season one and two was amazing season three they're saying might happen again might because it's netflix mm-hmm. you don't know but if you want the karate kid we'll give you 19 seasons of that stuff. <laughs>
2: <laughs> in fairness the first three were on youtube so that's right
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right well uh, all right so it's up to me now um all right so i'm also going to pick two and i also am going to say that i can fudge this because it's it's fair when you, you hear the two you'll know why i'm doing this and that's going to be luke cage and iron fist i was going to go there all it, Netflix it, th- those are my top picks because those two so the other three netflix shows marvel netflix shows daredevil jessica jones and punisher they knew they were going to get killed they had a strong suspicion they were going to get canceled and so they made sure to wrap those shows up in ways that yeah they could continue but you would be satisfied with the way they ended if there was no more both luke cage and iron fist ended on cliffhangers They were basically like, we're in the middle of a situation that you need to see the next season for. And then it was just like, it's canceled. And you're like, what? Like when Luke Cage, because it was the first one, when it was canceled, I was like, oh, they're playing a game here. And then they're going to cancel Iron Fist and then they're going to replace them both with Heroes for Hire. And that's how, you know, like it's going to be this game that they're just like, it's not really canceled because, you know, we're just calling it something else and merging the two characters together. And and, and none of that happened. And I am still upset.
3: and they didn't bring them in to, uh, especially Luke Cage. I, I honestly. I was not a huge fan of Iron Fist. I think it was getting potential toward the end. It just, it just drugged. Oh, so the second bit.
1: season was was a quantum leap above the first season. Right, right, Fist. right. Like they addressed but, but, almost all the problems with the first. I season. I love Luke Cage, season. all of it.
3: All of all of Luke Cage. There was mm-hmm. it, it could except for the one the, one of the villains I wasn't crazy about it. But again, the actor was the character who I grew up reading in the comic. I mean, it, mm-hmm. it's just like I want him in the MCU. And they have delayed and they've, I mean, and like you said, all the rumors out there, we were done such an injustice of the universe building that was going on on Netflix for the darker element of Marvel.
1: Mm -hmm.
3: I really loved, I mean, the defenders losing it after one season. I thought we just got a really cool TV team and now it's gone.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, I mean I, I think the potential there was really high. And and for all and for all the flack everybody gives Iron Fist, like the way they ended it, that's where I wanted that show to go. Like they had right. they had finally brought it to where I wanted it to be. And Iron Fist is a character I love from the comics. I mean, I've I've loved Iron Fist ever since I first saw him. Um, as actually as a guest star in a Spider-Man comic, but I've always loved that character. And yeah, I was really disappointed in the first season, but like, I felt like they were they were fixing everything. And yeah, I thought the best thing they could have done would have been to cancel Luke Cage and Iron Fist and replace them with a Heroes for Hire show and a Daughters of the Dragon show. Yep, Give me those two instead and have Misty and Colleen in a show and have Luke and Danny in a show. And because all the times they interacted when Luke and Danny were together, awesome. it was always great. <laughs> You know, it was like it was it was great and so yeah again there was just so much potential there and and i know that they're they're planning on doing moon night so they are going to start looking at like the street level characters you know even with you know disney plus you know and start doing so it's not all going to be the big cosmic stuff but I, uh, I i would much rather that they just pull those actors back in i mean mike coulter might I know that they, I heard that they were sharping, shopping around his show that he was, was on, but, like, I think it's been canceled, and I don't think it's going to find another home. Evil? That's what it's called. I was it's trying to think Paramount of what it's Plus. called. It's,
3: it's continuing on Paramount+. Plus. Oh, is it going to
1: continue? Yep. Okay. Yep. All right. All right, well, see, that's the problem. They're letting these and, actors uh, go do other things, so they can't, even if they decide, like, oh, man, actually, he was great. We want to do Luke Cage with Mike Coulter. It's like, you let him go. Yeah you know so um so, waste yeah, we'll, talent, just a waste of talent yeah yeah no so yeah the, those two the, oh god I, I just feel that so hard um everything they were doing with colleen and misty was great i mean I just, mm. well i, I
3: think right. there's uh, an entire i think there's an entire series like of, of like of certain intellectual properties that have never been really done well like the whole thing like v i think mm. i don't think v's ever been given the, the treatment he needs to be good you know, or given enough time. All right, all right, all right, all right but well. let's
1: not talk about another show because D might be somebody's pick. That's true. Because <laughs> there have been true. two versions of that that both that's ended yep, too soon. <laughs> before <laughs> two seasons. So, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, oh, but I should say, like Eric and Karen, because you guys didn't really say much about the the Iron Fist and Luke Cage. Do you guys have anything to add?
2: I still think this this is this is pure conjecture. If you if you've been playing paying attention to to merchandise stuff it's not it's it's not me spoiling this is me theorizing
3: okay.
2: that the biggest middle finger they're giving to iron fist is they might be might be showing a dragon fight inside of shang chi yes mm mm-hmm. It's very possible, which right. is the biggest middle finger. Well, and to I do think that that because
1: like like I, I know that they know because people were saying like you know well he's he's a white savior trope and all that kind of stuff that they, that Marvel films picked Shang Chi just because they were like here's a legitimate Asian character that we can have be our martial artist you know mm-hmm. uh, a character so I know that that was already like them like you know thumbing their noses at the at Marvel TV.
2: People can actually go back and listen to the 42 cast episode where we at least talked about Iron Fist season one. Mm-hmm. But I mean, man, it's, I don't know if it was direction. I don't know if it was the writing, but poor Finn, man. You look back on that and you just realize oh, it, it might've just been a miscast. That that was point. Scott,
1: but that wasn't, that wasn't, I mean, part of it was Finn. Part of it was they, cause I thought for sure. They, they, they would pick an actor that that actually had martial arts experience you know it's like so uh, you know like like whether whether he's white or asian it, it, like the, the actor needs to have martial arts experience and that was yeah. part of the problem there but you can get around that because there are plenty of movies okay. where they cast people that don't have the experience but you need to give them the proper training you need to do all the choreography work and they rushed that first season the problem was scott well, buck no. because he that... ruined in humans too <laughs> So yeah, it's I was gonna say not,
2: not only that but like the the other issue there and huh, it always i always feel bad you know like because it makes me feel like i'm crapping on iron fist but once again if people go back and listen to that show i did have a lot of praise for that overall for a season mm-hmm. uh and the second season was really great too but i mean like you look at that you look at those daredevil fight scenes all three of those seasons and that choreography There was barely any choppy cutting, barely. And Charlie Charlie Cox was not
3: not a martial artist.
2: No, no, but like his stunt double was in there no problem no I'm saying like, man, no they, I'm saying,
3: I'm saying you, 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 he used that issue as an issue earlier about Iron Fist and how Finn didn't look like a martial
1: artist at any point Charlie Cox was never trained yeah to be fair oh, yeah. I'm just gonna be fair though it's easier to put a mask on so, somebody for your stunt double right. than to give them a curly blonde wig and have it look that. because I could tell when it was the stunt <laughs> double for Finn because the curly blonde wig didn't fit the head right and I was like that's the stunt double
2: you know <laughs> so, so yeah that's that's basically they weren't getting it you look at the you look at the fights on both of those shows and it's night and day because literally every second they were cutting you'd get a black screen do you know
1: what would have fixed that you know, or or beyond like actually doing like a lot of choreography work in the training and everything if you would oh, yeah. actually given him the mask yeah yes oh yeah yeah <laughs> easily all right anyway we're not we're not going to get too far down this well <sighs> <sighs> all right I'm sorry, Karen, do you have anything you want to say about Luke Cage or or Iron Fist?
0: Not specifically, other than previous comments. I don't know. There's always room to expand something if you've got a lot of property content to work with. And there was certainly a lot to work with. And you've got some good engaging actors. Then you've got something you can extend. But, I mean, didn't fit the direction. Not going to happen. So. We'll see what pops up when.
1: All right. So what's your second pick, Karen?
2: Dresden Files.
1: Oh, thank you.
2: I knew someone was going to bring it up.
0: <laughs> because, my lord. Um. Okay. I am trying to, again, control the internal rage. So... Yes, there were differences. Yes, there were problems. Yes, Bob was a slightly different sort of Bob, sure. Yes, Karen Murphy was a slightly different sort of Karen Murphy, sure. Yes, there were some variations here and there, but I mean, honestly, Paul Blackthorne was amazing. Just, just let's get that out there and charismatic enough to carry it. And it was going somewhere, I thought, and could have been developing, but just cause it didn't quite pull in the demographic that Sippy wanted, it had to go for Flash Friggin Gordon.
3: Gordon. Well that also it was also the writer strike <laughs> that hit that show. I mean, it, it was it, it was in that year which we lost the Riches, we lost Dresden, we lost all uh, these the great riches, shows.
0: That was good stuff.
3: Yes. I mean the so you get in there when the Dresden Files it the writer strike killed it because it killed the audience, we didn't come back to it. They didn't really give it a chance to do it again, and I never understood. I'm like this is not high budget, this is not high high cost talent. And I'm not saying he wasn't talented. There was a lot of great talent on the show, but nobody was like costing you a hundred thousand dollars an episode mm-hmm. to to be on this. I mean, this wasn't you know half a million. These were. It was so good, so good, and funny. Man, on sci-fi needed funny. I mean, before they really took off with, um, oh gosh, uh, Eureka. Before it really got, it, it, there was the Dresden Files and it, it, it had that funny bef- long before, yeah.
0: It makes me sad. It was actually
2: my first exposure to Paul Black, Blackthorn as an actor. I'd never really seen him in anything before that. And I was like, oh, this guy is awesome. So when I saw him cast on Arrow, I was like, oh, yes, heck yes. <laughs> Same,
0: <laughs> it's and I really enjoyed being exposed by Paul Blackthorne.
1: Yeah, Paul Blackthorne. I, I I love him in Arrow. I, I've never seen Dresden Files, although I have heard of
2: it. See, some of you've at least read one or two of the books. No, how dare you?
0: I'll <laughs> you know, be honest. I haven't read the most recent of them, but I, I read through all of them for a very long time until life got crazy, and um, I was I felt this. it, it was different, but it had the same sort of energy to me. And that's the thing that's hard to capture. And also, I really feel like that show would be one that you could bring back, not with the same people, obviously, that no one is in the same place in their lives. But I feel like that would be certainly a vehicle that would be It's inclusive, it's, back it's funny,
3: and you could cast anybody in it. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: Mm. Okay. I will say
2: i will say four simple words poka can never die
3: okay
1: okay <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh come on! At least Karen. Gets no, done, no, right, you know, Karen? This is a
1: show that I heard because whenever I would talk about Quentin Lance from Arrow, people would bring up Dresden Files. So that's the only way, like, I I ever heard of that. Like, there was there was a whole period where I went from college to getting married to having my first kid, and you know, like, all that. Like, there's like a ten year span of time where I watched like almost no original TV. It was just stuff that right. you know, like either movies or shows that I already had DVDs for. You know, I was just rewatching like content that I already had. And so yeah, like there there's a big gap there for me with shows um but uh but yeah no I've, I've i've never heard anyone say anything negative about dresden files It's always been positive and like i said i i really like i thought that i thought that quentin and you know paul blackthorne's character in arrow was one of the characters that was kind of like underserved just because i think that they did like they didn't give him material after the first couple of seasons that was up to his level to really deal with until they they brought him back for you know like one or you know like in the eighth season they brought him back you know and and, and there was an episode that i think you know kind of was good for him but they, for, by and large they didn't really give him material that was up to his level and and i was kind of sad by that because i felt like he was you know uh, one of the best parts of that show and he was kind of underserved but anyway we're not talking about Eric. <laughs> all right eric uh, eric what's your second pick uh
2: i will use a device next to me to uh, tip it off and then I'll say it because you guys will obviously see it but the audience won't listen to audio but um, yeah Green Lantern the animated series uh, which had a fantastic first and sadly only season Mm. but it had so much going for it the animation was strong because this was right around the time they were they were doing that animation for clone wars and then they use the same animation for this um they made an original red lantern who was basically the um oh, wow why can't i think of uh i had his name on the tip of my tongue too because uh, i was thinking of comparing it to to uh avatar because they had the uh avatar the last airbender because they had their own um kind of morally gray character who you know you think is going to be the big bad i just can't think of that character's name right now why can't i think of his name uh, but no um it, it had the probably the most likable hal jordan i've ever seen and i say that as a fan of hal in the comics okay uh, their kilowog was awesome uh they used so many of the other lantern cores to the point that they even found like fun ways to bring in guy gardner and carol ferris um they used the anti-monitor out of, hmm. out of any adaption that you'd be surprised all of a sudden here you here you have the anti-monitor you have huge names and voice acting from tom, like tom kenny was was a major player inside of inside of the show there was so much that green lantern the animated series had going for it but like all amazing uh all amazing cartoons with with you know um some some that went on forever but like like a lot of the amazing cartoons that got cut off too short it it came down to the whole oh you know the merchandise isn't selling to which you counter what merchandise you morons aren't making <laughs> merchandise for the <this>
1: show <laughs> no wonder it's not selling <laughs> yeah god i didn't even think it's about so cartoons good. i'm not like revising like what i should say is my next one because i wasn't even thinking about animation oh okay but anyway <laughs> i actually all right so so um because this is another thing i wasn't even aware that there was a green lantern cartoon until like i think it was already canceled so like yep. uh what, what what was it just like all like the core in space or or did it have any earth stuff or what's like the story
2: it's helen going going off in this uh experimental um spaceship which you know should sound should sound familiar to classic science fiction fans where it's like oh you know you get you get your hero going off into space on this mysterious spaceship who actually had an artificial intelligence in it who has her own journey that she goes in which is fantastic like Mm -hmm. they pack so much into this and it's only like 22 or 24 episodes Mm -hmm. but there's like Th- there's individual episodes so you get like a couple really strong individual episodes but then there's three different arcs that you follow throughout the show like that's how much they were able to pack pack into this and i'm i'm blanking on the showrunner's name but he's also done like a lot of other really cool stuff mm-hmm. but like it's one of those so it's hal and Kilwa going off on this adventure um and then they they run into the antagonist of where the Red Lantern Corps, at least when it when it first started, who are like the Rage Lanterns. Mm-hmm. So one of the Rage Lanterns ends up joining up with the crew, and so you have these three these three guys, two Green Lanterns, a Red Lantern, and the ship's AI who get gives herself a body uh, after after a while, after like three or four episodes. So you have the this crew of the spaceship kind of going on an adventure where we go all across the different space and you just you have this crazy adventure which ends pretty close to earth actually with the anti-monitor stuff and it's it's crazy how much they were they packed into it and it's okay. it's such a great show. It really
1: is. Okay. Um Will and Karen did either of you see the Green Lantern series? It was a good
3: TV. it was a good cartoon show. I mean mm-hmm. I, I'm not gonna say there was nothing it was not marketed well. It came after the disaster which was the Green Lantern film it was just um, it was hit with a lot of bad. It had bad. It was a bad timing on Cartoon Network. They mm. were trying to re- really find what their brand was because they were heading more adult there for a little bit. So I just think it got lost in the shuffle of all that mix.
1: Mm. Yep. Okay. All right. So, Will, what's your next pick?
3: Well, since he brought up animation, I had some actually other you know other you know properties, but. You know, I think more of an injustice—no pun intended—was when they cut off the really good Justice League and Justice League Unlimited. You, you know, uh, you got two seasons. That's of Justice yeah. League, you're
1: you know. really stretching that, things there cool because though no, I, yeah, even though cool technically, even technically Justice League Unlimited was a separate it was a show, show, right?
3: Right. It's really four that,
1: seasons of Justice League. <laughs> no,
3: no, it really wasn't. No, it wasn't. Okay, so look, the first two seasons of Justice League are nothing but these two two-part story arcs that go on that are pretty much old classic.
1: Yeah, summer books. three, but
3: yeah, yeah, summer three, mm. but they're mostly you know they're, they're never a single shot episode. I, I didn't realize this. I rewatched it with my son here recently, and I was going, you know, it had been there a nice was season, actually
1: one single one shot episode,
3: the, the, the Christmas episode, <laughs> the yes. Christmas episode, yes. The, yes. yes. And I, I, again, if they'd have kept that pace going with that crew instead of what became a hodgepodge of, of disaster with Unlimited, I'm uh, just it it really hurt
1: oh i see you're saying they they shouldn't have done unlimited right. and should have just done right. justice oh yes. see i i disagree i disagree with that well, good good i i i think that first season of unlimited especially was fantastic okay, that. i get yeah. i get oh, that they yeah. were more standalone oh, um yeah. you know in, in general towards the end they started doing story arcs and they're like you know the, there was the big arc um that they kind of did but um yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. No, I, I, I really appreciated them bringing in all the other DC characters and doing all the different things that they were doing with unlimited. Well, I,
3: no, no, I appreciated it, but I thought there was just more story in justice league to go. I thought mm. the right, the, the end with Fenegar, you know, with her and betrayal and I mean, just all the, 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 last couple, I'm like, there was some good stuff. You still had to go because you really never have even established Batman and his part of the justice league yet. You don't even really get that until unlimited. So,
1: yeah. Um, Hmm uh <laughs> <laughs> see my thing my thing and it's the reason like to this day i don't watch any more dc cartoons is they killed the series that started with batman the animated series yes. went through yes. superman batman beyond and those justice league yep. shows yep. and i i'm just i'm just done i i don't i haven't watched any of the stuff that's come out since i don't then. watch the new stuff
3: No. yeah no, because like I, I agree with you they killed a universe of yeah really could you, if you wanted films done. you wanted if you really wanted to build this up, you should have just kept those going because uh, some of the best animation ever on television.
1: Well, yeah, the thing is, everybody always talks about Batman, the animated series and like like stuff like Superman, like and and, and like I, I think oh. that Superman has done so wrong because everyone ignores it. And it was so great. It's the show that made me like Superman, because until yep. then I was like Superman is the boringest, lamest guy. Yeah, he's strong. He's super duper duper strong. Oh, wow. You know, but he's boring. Well, they did a
3: great thing. Of, they depowered him.
1: I mean, <laughs> Right. Well, yeah, him, that's the that, thing. Yes. Like yeah. the first time they showed him like actually bleed, I was like, <gasps> like, yes, he can take damage and not with kryptonite. Like that was, that's always been the thing that's pissed yep. me off about every iteration of Superman. It's like the kryptonite <laughs> thing comes up and it's the one trope. And it's just like, ah, I hate kryptonite. It's such a MacGuffin. It's anyway. All right. I'm yep. getting sidetracked by all the rest of it but um but yeah no I I I don't know I mean yeah definitely more justice league in the format of those of those first yeah. two seasons would have would have been nice but I also really liked unlimited so No
3: I, no no I get I like unlimited I just would have liked to have had those go, become their the separate shows that they should have been mm. so yeah that's all I'm saying
1: Okay Okay any other any other justice like, like Eric I saw that you were <laughs> You were nodding along with that. Any comments about Justice League?
2: God, I miss Dwayne McDuffie. Gone way, way too soon. Hmm. Both comic creator and animation writer. That man... Just fantastic work. I mean, in Justice League Unlimited alone. And I mean, speaking the Justice League Unlimited, you want to talk about perfect... Jeffrey Coombs is the question.
1: Yeah. Oh, Yes. Yes. Oh, man. All the stuff with the question and how mm-hmm. that culminated in the big reveal about Luther, which I'm not going to say what that was for anyone who oh, yeah. might actually want to watch Justice League Unlimited. Huge deal, um, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, God, that was so good. And I lied. I lied. My wife twisted my arm and made me watch Young Justice. So I have seen a newer a DC show. It's not bad. And it's not bad. It's, it's, it's not-, not bad, but it's not as good as Justice League and Justice League Unlimited. I watch it and I'm kind of like, yeah. eh. It's okay. Titans I, I mean. I, what, I, what i don't like what i don't like and i'll say this about dc and because even justice league was kind of like this like they do not they are not helpful to people who don't read the comics it's like we're just going to throw this character on the screen and if you don't know who they are we're not going to explain it for you or help you out it was a problem that started with with justice league and and it's still going on with young justice where they're just like we're going to throw five million different new superheroes on the screen and if you know (laughs) who they are great if you don't oh well because i'm still trying to like scratch my head like who is this like what what are their What's their deal? What's their powers? You know, like, that's all of us limited. You're just going because yeah. I was a Marvel guy life? growing up. I was pure Marvel. Yes. yes. Because yes. I I couldn't afford two universes, and like I said, like every time I like would crossover, I would buy the comics. So it was like I could only afford one. And Marvel, I got in through X Men and Spider Man, the cartoons that were on at the time. That's what started me collecting comics, and so it's like that Marvel was it. You know. So, anyway all right but yes all right so karen did you do you uh, watch justice league
0: no it just when it happened i was in the middle of doing other things and Mm. i just never got into it i mean i also i've always been more of a marvel girl so that's that's kind of just was on the side
3: well i think i mean you know what 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 kills me about the dc universe is that marvel wasn't winning the animated wars right then right it was dc had it locked down yes x-men was good yes spider-man was good but that was about it on the DC animated, stuff, I mean, on the
1: Marvel. Well, animated I stuff. mean, if if people went past the first seasons of Iron Man and Fantastic right. Four, the second seasons were actually really good. But that was the right. problem is because they replaced everyone that was working on those shows right. Right. and completely changed them for the second seasons. And exactly. the Incredible Hulk show was good, but again, that was on UPN. Right. You Who watches find cartoons it. on UPN? Like right. nobody.
3: Right. You know? and that's what I'm saying. Is that? But I'm saying, but I mean, content wise, <laughs> right? But those playing. weren't
1: popular. They weren't popular because people weren't seeing them. Right.
3: Right. So. I mean, again, we—it's—it's we, the it's cross universes stuff like that with with DC, and again, this is their big downfall: is that they have such a great—they do such a great job in certain areas, and then just all of a sudden they just drop the ball, mm. or they overextend the welcome stay of certain people. <laughs> so.
1: All right, yeah, no, oh, but that's—that's that's a good. I, I mean, yeah, yeah, Justice League, I can see it. At first, I thought you were saying they should have extended Unlimited past that, and I was like, it's kind of like it was four seasons, even though the format kind of changed. But right. yeah, I, I get you. I get you. All right. So my second pick, i was thinking about animation. I'm, I'm going to go with what I was originally going to go with, because to me, this is still one of the great travesties of history, and that is The Adventures of Briscoe County, Jr.
3: Amen. Another, another oh, Western... Yeah, in, yeah another spacey fantasy western that just didn't find my dad loved it i I had to watch it because of him and yeah
1: yeah (laughs) well i think i call it the inverse of firefly because firefly felt like a western but the setting was in space and to me briscoe the the setting was a western but it felt more like a sci-fi show it is is, so it was like they're like the inverse of each other but like bruce campbell julius Carey. i mean like this these this was just i mean just perfect casting right you had um Oh crap. Um, um, Gomez Adams. Um, um, um why can't I remember yeah. his name? Um, Paul Julia? R- yeah, uh, Paul no, Julia. the other one, um, sixties
0: one,
1: John Aston. John Aston, Yeah. That's a John Aston. Yeah. You had him as the crazy inventor guy, you yeah. know, like you had all these, these great things. And, and this whole plot of like, like, you, you know, cause whenever you have a time travel plot about something from the future, like coming back in time, it's always to present day. And it was like, Oh, this is amazing. Something from the future has gone back into like the 1890s and and they don't reveal that all in the front either like you have to like sort of piece it together as the show goes right. until they actually do the big reveal about who is john Bly and exactly what is what's with these orbs that he's trying to get his hands on and all that kind of stuff and it's just like the show was interesting um you know steampunk before i knew what steampunk was you know
3: was, Well, uh, give a lot of credit to steam it didn't create steampunk
1: but it yeah. put it on the map. Should, I don't know it like, created it, but it certainly like raised yeah. its uh, profile. Um, saying he
3: put it on his, he put it on the map. I mean, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And like, like Firefly, uh,
3: but you
1: know, you know, and it actually caused me to discover a show because I was describing it to my dad, and and my dad's the kind of person that it's like you know if it's not like it was made past like 1980, he's not really all that interested in it, you know. But like he was like that reminds me of a show I used to watch when I was young called The Wild Wild West. And yeah. so then I've gone back and watched, you know, the old 1960s Wild Wild West show, which was, again, that idea of like a sci-fi in the old west. And I really love that, too. I love that aesthetic. And, um, and yeah, I mean...
0: And Will Smith happened.
1: Right. Well, yeah, no, the less <laughs> we say about that movie, the better. But... But 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 Briscoe was so good because they even moved it beyond like so it wasn't just limited to that one plot. They they resolved that plot with the with the orbs and and the stuff from the future. The Briscoe beca- and uh, Bowler became marshals, U.S. marshals, and it was more about them tracking down like weird and like uh, you know. Like X Files like, in the Old West, right? Yeah, exactly. Like they're they're tracking down stuff that's that's not what it should be or or is unexplainable and whatever in the Old West. And I was like, that could have been. We only got like two or three episodes of that, and that was the end of the season because they were setting up like this is how the show could go after this. And 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 they did not renew it. And I still think that that is one of the great travesties of like television history is that that show did not get more than one season. It was a long season. It was twenty seven episodes. I don't know how they got 27 episodes because that was unusual even back then.
3: Wasn't it paired with The Simpsons at first, and then they moved it? It was, it was on.
1: Like, I, I want to say it for was a while it was on Friday nights, and then they might have moved it to Sunday nights. Yeah,
3: because something like that. Yeah, Weird. yeah. Um, no, I, I watched it with my dad. Um, it truly is it, something he could enjoy because of the the, the Western element. Mm-hmm. I can enjoy because of the, I, the humor and the sci fi. I like Western Studio Bruce Games. Campbell. What I, what I Bruce Campbell. I mean, <laughs> just come the, on. Chin, the chin himself. Come on. I mean.
1: Well, and, and the chemistry with uh, Julius Carey was, was so amazing. good. Uh, yes. Briscoe. Brisco.
3: <laughs> and, and, and again, it didn't really make fun of things, it made fun of itself. Right. And that's what, I mean, you, you appreciate it. And I don't know. It, again, t- it, it, if you look at what, like all these shows that we're talking about getting canceled, what comes along and ruins everything is reality TV. Cheaper, mm. easier. I mean, you got Survivor kicking mm. off right now. You got, I mean, this is where all, all these shows that we're talking about are like, oh, I know what killed that. It was the 19th version of The Bachelor they put on right there. The guy <laughs> in the mask. Or, no, I'm a millionaire.
1: I think that doesn't count for Briscoe. Briscoe was 93, 94. So I mean, yeah, it's just true. before that stuff really hit. Um, I, I think it was just Fox didn't know what to make of it. No. I I I don't think that they had any clue. And like maybe if sci fi had been bigger, you know, back then, you know, like it might have been able to like pull in something like that. But like, yeah, I mean it was something Fox I don't think understood.
3: I don't think anyone did at the time. I mean, if you really look at the what what was on Fox, I mean you had everything from married with children to the X Files. I mean, they really didn't have a they didn't have a a target. They were mm-hmm. just putting shows up, hoping they stuck. I mean, they kept Married with Children on for, what, 13
1: years? Mm-hmm. So. Hey, hey now. There's nothing wrong with Married with Children being on for 13 years. This is a great show. After season five, bro, I needed to go. Right?
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> love that show. <laughs> I did too. As I get older, I identify with Al more but and Al, more, I'll which I'll is kind much. of sad. But... <laughs> so In yeah, the I was always
0: waiting for a divorce with the children moving out. Right. Yeah, <laughs> All these and shows single that down. they're
1: continuing all these sitcoms they're continuing i'm like married with grandchildren man it writes itself married with grandchildren oh, <laughs> it, you couldn't
3: get away with half that show i know that, i mean I, it's, so, it's so, there's something I, that's what i love about it okay see i just think i love certain parts of that and we can get into it for a minute but you're going back you come out re-watching something going oh my god what was i watching what was wrong with me <laughs>
1: All right. All right. So, all right, we're on round three. All right, Karen, what's your third?
0: So, honestly, a lot of times I have trouble thinking of anything that I really want to see again. Mm. Because a lot of it, I feel like it, it happened, it had its time, whether or not it worked out, that's just what happened. There was some I obviously feel very strongly about. And then there was some I have like a dozen
1: more. I can do this all you're day. You're I'm Steve the, Rogers. I, I can do this all day.
0: <laughs> I, I, I know. You're on the left. I get it. But the thing about it for me is there was one because of a death that definitely couldn't really continue. And that was actually personal space. Mm. I don't know if you guys are really familiar with it or aware of it because it's a web series that had Richard Hatch in it. Oh, and man. It was a really interesting concept that it's you know all short little vignettes easy to take in it was uh something that you could access on amazon and basically just you know watch on prime and it even had you know before that became kind of an issue it even had um a couple other people from um and nikki klein that went sideways later probably wasn't helpful to the show (laughs) Uh, In case you're not familiar, uh, just Google Nexium. But the real thing that I thought was kind of neat is the concept was really interesting. You know, you've got people on a ship. They're on a destination voyage. They're going to a distant star. And they have mandatory therapy. They have to tell their issues to the therapy computer because like, why would people sit in front of a camera? Well, that's why they're sitting there and they're doing their mandated therapy to the therapy computer. And I think these are confidential sessions, but actually the computer is really messy because it replays the sessions for the other crew members to hear what they're thinking and saying, because it's really a giant reality TV show back at home. And none of them know they're on it. They're in space, mind you, but Mm. all of their issues and drama being aired back home. So to me, I'm like, the concept there, that sounds really interesting. I think it could have gone some really fascinating places. And I, I really feel like if you took that now and you gave it, you know, some Netflix money or something, I don't know, something, that you could really do something with that. And it would be really interesting, but... It couldn't continue in its form really at that point, um, honestly, because, well, a lot of the main people involved in it really weren't available anymore. one reason or another another, another. yeah that's
1: why i that's that's what gets me uh melancholy about thinking of any kind of babylon 5 revival because it's like and and the crazy thing about that show is like the cast wasn't really that old and like half of them have passed and it's kind of crazy but anyway we're not talking about babylon 5 i'm just saying I, i understand the like the issue there um but
0: I'm just saying, like, something like that is really interesting because you can literally put anybody into something. It doesn't have to be a particular person driving it. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to have a particular star being the vehicle maker, really, for it. It's a really interesting concept. Doesn't cost a huge amount to film, let's be honest. And mm-hmm. it's something you could do something with. I mean, like, I, I, I think that it was nice in its contained way, what it was. But I think that somebody could take that, tweak it, and just turn it into something really interesting that could be hmm. a little bit more fun. Hmm.
1: So, Will or Eric, are either of you familiar with Personal Space?
3: I had I heard about it because Richard Hatch, but I had not watched, never watched it.
1: okay yeah yeah this is the first time here i saw it listed on the military sci-fi tracks page and i was like what is that and that's the only thing that's the only way i've even heard the title before (laughs) gee
0: i wonder how it got included i don't know let me think about how that might have happened
1: (laughs) (laughs) all right so yeah no i mean at least that sounds like it's a different kind of thing you know um so yeah it's a lot it's we're good talking
0: one. about kind of older shows but this was just like 2018 2017 time frame you know and it's using new formats like using web series and short videos to tell a story you know i i think that that's kind of interesting too. revisit that change it maybe change the medium even see what you can do with it
1: yeah no that's a good that's a good pick
3: also gonna make a great radio podcast.
1: <sighs> yeah
3: I mean, you wouldn't. I mean, now that's the that's another thing that's growing huge. I mean, just get a few people in the room reading together, and you pretty much could have the same show.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, Eric, what's your third pick?
2: All right, so you you covered legends of Briscoe County, so I will go with uh, the the ancillary um, the ancillary uh, Sam Ramey, Rob Taper uh, shows that weren't because. Because I know you, you and Will both had a double, so I'll go with a double too. Okay. And that is um, the '97, '98 uh, year-wise TV shows, and that was uh, um, uh, you don't uh, Jack of all trades and Cleopatra 2021.
1: Oh, okay. okay. Especially
2: because Cleopatra 2021 starred Gina Torres uh, and uh Jack of All Trades was Bruce Campbell being Bruce Campbell. <laughs> right.
1: Yeah, I I, I um, met I met somebody who was like 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 Gaga over ja- like I never heard of Jack of All Trades before and only because I have one friend who's like a huge fanatic of that had, I even heard the name Jack of All Trades and yeah, it sounds like something I would have been into but like I don't know if none of my local stations picked it up or what but I never saw anything about Jack of All or the Cleopatra one. Cuz
2: The best way to describe that show is so Bruce Campbell plays a, uh, American spy. And this is basically during, Mm. uh, revolutionary times. He plays an American spy that has to, that has to team up with a British female blonde spy. Uh, Troyer ended up playing, uh, Napoleon Bonaparte. Um, and, um, 25, 25 Thank, thank you, Karen. Sorry, I knew I had it wrong. <laughs> my the second it came out of my mouth, I'm like, yep, I had the wrong. But no, um. So basically, the be- the best way to describe Bruce's character is it was Bruce playing his version of the Lone Rider or Zero. Mm. It was it was basically he had the 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 Legend of the Dragoon mask, pirate mask, and everything. He looked like a pirate version of Zorro hmm. whenever he put on the the mask, and it was basically it, it kind of had that green hornet hornet or like they were they were in french french um french um land and so he was viewed as the villain even though he was basically protecting british uh, protecting uh, american and british ideals from french um French invasion. it was that weird like uh like almost alternate reality to a certain extent where it's like uh, they're they're fighting for freedom when nobody knows they're fighting for freedom.
1: <laughs> well, I do like the fact that the French are the villains. I, I, I'm French for no one that doesn't know. My mother makes a big deal about how she's 100 percent pure French. So <laughs>
2: just joking.
1: <laughs> but anyway,
2: I I think you'll love Verne Troyer as uh, as uh, Napoleon. He's he's he steals a show on the handful of episodes that he's on, and Bruce is at his best. This was. This was uh, Atlycus Bruce. so he was still basically mm-hmm. jumping around doing uh, as much of his own stunts as possible. And then Cleopatra 2025 was Gina Torres being her lovely badass self with two other it was it's basically um Charlie's angels but but future mm. like a steampunk kind of future. It's the, be- the best way I can describe that. I'm probably butchering the description of it. but it's like- funny because when you
1: mentioned Raimi because i knew you couldn't mean hercules and zena cuz those both lasted 5 seasons so they'd be out of nope. this <laughs> i thought you were going to bring up mantis which is a Raimi series right. um which which was only had one season so yeah no like you brought up the two that like i don't like I think that my local area, because Columbia, South Carolina, had only had five TV, like four real TV stations with PBS. And so it's like, we didn't have like all the independent stations that big cities have that would play all these syndicated shows and everything. We were lucky to have Babylon five. It was on at 3 AM in the morning, but we got it. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah. I've heard of these, but I, God, I, it's like, you guys keep bringing up all these ones I've never even seen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right so will will have you seen these shows
3: i have seen some of the shows i saw a lot of the commercials for uh, mm. about 25 25 but none of the jack all trades looked appealing but at the same time there was so much on television at the time you're like do i go over here yes the chin is awesome but is this really what i want to see him in so you know it and also it's one of those things like bruce campbell it's gonna get canceled in the season anyway <laughs> it's gonna be off the air
2: how dare you? I mean, <laughs> well, you know how know it's,
3: it's the truth. It's the, the truth. You? It was
0: like
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: not that I hate him. I'm not hating on Bruce Campbell. I love him, but man, he's a cur- like oh Bruce Campbell's in the pilot. Oh <laughs> <That>
1: was- <laughs> <laughs> And Karen, are these shows that you watched?
0: I mean I probably saw Cleopatra twenty five twenty five like a couple of times. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, I was I was um in my masters program. <laughs> mm. So I, I saw a lot of novels. A lot, a a lot, lot of novels. A lot of
1: books. Yep. I totally understand that. Um, all right. So, Will, what's your third pick?
3: Oh, boy. I, I've been debating this in my head with which one to go with. I'm going to go with anything V related. Okay. Because okay. It, 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 <laughs> I'm really going to say this. Uh, the the movie se- the mini series, the tv series really got to take off after that w- with it and what a property that has so many stories and potential that they just never they always retell the same stories these aliens show up they trick humanity and then they try to eat us and we we try to resist i want to see the their enemies in space which is hinted all the time that they've got these great space battles there's so much there that so much world building they could have done that has never been done with
1: it so yeah, I, I, it's funny because like, you know, in the last few years or so, I also showed my wife V, you yeah. know, as something that was like, because, you know, I remember it very fondly being, you know, four or five years old yeah. watching this show right. and yeah. being like this, this was like the greatest show, like this was fantastic. Yeah. And that first, because there were the two miniseries, right? Yeah. So the first miniseries, you're like, yeah, this is what, I, this is excellent. This is great storytelling. So good. Then you're the second miniseries, it's like, eh. Little, little drop but you know it's still pretty good did i need a, I need a space alien jesus hybrid no okay but... uh, well yeah and then we get to yeah we get yeah. to we get to the tv series and it's just like oh. what like how did you have that start <laughs> And how did you drop the ball so quickly? And the problem was yep. they kept, you could tell that the writers realized something wasn't working and they kept basically doing like soft reboots every yep. few episodes. Yep. Like they would either get rid of characters or bring back a character that had been written out previously. And they would try to change the tone constantly and what's up with the alien. Cause there was something from the first miniseries that they completely dropped which was that the reason the aliens were on earth was because there was another race that, yeah, that, that was coming. Yes. And, and and you know, there was Resistance was trying to contact that other race and yep. say, please help us. And then even the second miniseries dropped that, the TV show never mentioned it. And then suddenly the leader of the aliens is like some sort of like star being that then yeah. wants the, the yeah. Star Trek. Ch- was like, wait, they kept talking about how he was like, the like had the most like ravenous sexual appetites and was like this yep. horrible tyrant. Like, and this was his own people. And then he shows up and he's some sort of like benevolent, like, you know, like the being made yeah. of energy. And it's yep. like, th- they, they like, couldn't get their own story straight. It was so nope. messed up.
0: They yep. lost their V card.
1: They <laughs> lost their V card. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. <laughs> But but it had so much potential in the beginning. Like that was a show yeah. that should have done, you know. Really, I mean, you got like Michael Ironside on that show. You got yeah. uh, Robert, uh, 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 uh what's his name, Freddy Krueger guy, Aiman. Robert. Yeah, yeah Robert
3: is a start. Yeah, it's Robert Englund's yeah. start. I mean, yeah, you got
1: like all these great actors in the show. Even Mark Singer's fine. You know, like you know, but great it's great like, in that. I mean, his acting is not perfect, but he is right. great. At the lead. He, he's the
3: good dad. I mean, right. Know, actually he's a horrible father in that show right right no but yeah (laughs)
1: Yeah. like 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 his acting is fine i mean like but yeah it's just yeah so many missed opportunities there i
3: just i've never understood with v and and, you know anybody explain to me is why someone didn't go let's go with this this is a good idea we the execution has been horrible let's start from scratch with what we can do with this and really build it up like amazon is a great place or netflix i think anybody who really wants to build up a take time to world build there's several worlds here to build so
1: yeah but i don't know streaming now has become so much about how many downloads do we get the first day and if we don't hit that number then this series right. is dead to us well, so i'm not sure streaming's really like
3: well the thing is though i mean what's your alternative you get two you get two episodes on network television and then you're, you're yanked if mm. you're, you're not worth the darn if you don't have the instant laugh factor you're you're gone you don't get a chance to build so
1: yeah no it's 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 bad for it's bad for a lot of these shows that need like development you know time Mm -hmm. and and space to breathe um that's why the shows that have built in like fandoms like star wars or the marvel stuff do so well because it's already there you don't need to prove anything with your show people are willing to invest the time you know in the show so they're able to write shows that that you know are, are deeper and can take longer to build up yep um but yeah v oh god like see i never saw the the sci-fi reboot that was another one that came i was aware that there was a reboot it was ABC. that isn't what i learned about yeah. afterwards but i was so busy at that point that i didn't watch. and then when i was had time and i asked somebody like is it worth watching and they're like no nah, don't don't even bother so i never did <laughs> yeah yep. so uh so yeah oh man yeah v all right, so yeah, now I've got to choose. Oh, oh wait, uh, Eric and Karen, did you guys have anything to contribute on V? Uh,
2: Well, you co- you covered it. It's going to be like, hey, okay. Robert England was awesome in that.
1: <laughs> well, I don't know if you had something to say about the sci-fi version because I never even saw it, so I don't know if there's...
2: Oh, the remake? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. Wasn't it on sci-fi? ABC. No. Oh, oh, was ABC? oh season ABC season. ABC okay. it was on ABC? Oh, okay. I thought ABC. it was a sci-fi was ABC, series. And then I
2: think it moved to sci-fi because okay. they did two seasons, I think.
1: Mm-hmm. There were two seasons. That's all I know.
0: They had no idea yep. what they were doing with it, and nope. I feel like they could have done a lot more. And thus, it's certainly one that could be revisited.
1: Mm.
3: It's an IP. I'm only interested to find out who owns it and see who who puts it out there and puts it to work because that's all of it. That's what it's about nowadays. Who owns right. the intellectual property? Because somebody's going to want it, right? Like you said, a recognizable brand. I think
1: that's an NBC Universal series. I want to say it was, but things have been bought. I mean, ABC had it, so yeah but the network you're shown on doesn't mean know, that that's the studio that. who I made it I, I believe it was nbc universal who made the okay NBA. okay well we're getting a new battle
3: on peacocks so battle is coming out i don't see it. if they own this nbc should go guess what <laughs> we're
1: the interesting thing about the you know when i was re-watching it is a friend of mine and i were talking about it and he says like the the problem with that original v series was this idea that the aliens can come and just say like don't trust scientists and they should all be wound up and killed right? <laughs> and he's like that is so far-fetched and so dumb you know like that 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 part of that series needs to like like that's something they need to address in any kind of remake or whatever like they can't do it like that and now i'm watching like you know the world around us as... like to
0: have a word. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right, I'm like, you know, I, I actually think even though I also thought that was kind of hokey when I watched it, I'm thinking maybe that that wasn't so far away from what could be done if you offer people something they want and say that these scientists don't want you to have what you want. And suddenly everybody's like, hey, you know what? I believe you because <laughs> you're offering me something I want. <laughs> Well, not just that. If you look at currently
3: with the UFO phenomenon stuff that's going on, like it's all big news. Like you know, the Navy, Navy finally agreeing that some sort of phenomenon's happening. Not saying it's actual UFOs, but yeah. you with that and then the non trust in science right now, it's perfect time for a V series. That's it, true. It's like it's just launch it. Like, that's true. You've seen it in the news. The and also QAnon with lizard people.
1: <laughs> well like, the thing is they've got to they've got to really think it through though because they can't do right. what's been done you know it, they have to have some new variation or some change they can't just do the trope of the visitors come they look like humans they're really lizards bring in
0: the flat earth society I don't know <laughs> something
1: <laughs> right
3: you can do it through I mean it's like well Q was speaking to us and all along it was the lizard people aliens Ba-da-da. I mean it, just this. You, you there's so much there just mm-hmm. in pop culture right now and reality that you could play it like water shortages in the out west that was a huge plot point of v the series mm-hmm. it was that they, they took all the water out of the west coast mm-hmm. yeah. so it's i mean there's so much going on right now you're like are we living V right sick?
1: Hey, I, I, I think there is a lot of potential of the, of the you know, the visitors who who claim to be helpful that are really pulling the strings and everything. I, I think that there's right. interesting stuff you could do with that.
0: I mean, you can't spell COVID-19 without V.
1: There you go. <laughs> it's Did all connected. Let's, let's bring it it's back to the Marvel conversation. It's all connected.
0: Right. It's all connected.
1: <laughs> Karen, anything else to say about V.?
0: Not at this time. I'll reserve okay. for any eventual reboots.
1: Okay. <laughs> All right. So oh man, I've got I've got a really hard choice here. <sighs> go with two, my son. Well, the thing is, I'm if if I go with what I want to do, probably none of you have even heard about it or have any concept of it. And but it's what I want to say, and I guess I'm gonna go with that. Cause because now that I've been thinking of the animation, there's one that instantly popped into my head that was another travesty that should never have been canceled because it was actually something where they planned for sixty-five episodes because that was what was standard in the nineties. Was was you know your cartoon got sixty-five episodes and they had a plan, and we got fifty-two. <laughs> so so we got we got we're we're one season short, and that show is Exo Squad. Does anyone have any concept of what ExoSquad is? Yes.
2: Pretty sure I watched it, but barely remember it.
1: Yeah, see, this This actually, Karen, if you guys did cartoons, like, ExoSquad would be a military sci-fi um, show, because because what it is, is it's about the future. Um, Humanity is spread throughout the solar system, and they're uh, basically, like, the military has these suits that they put on they're they're not like full big mechas like an anime they're like suits that are that make you somewhat taller and whatnot but they're roboticized suits that all have different abilities and things like that and um and and they're called e-frames or exo frames and and they like plug into the back of your neck. like the people who are part of this they they need to have surgery to have like a jack in the back of their neck so they actually control it with their thoughts so there's no loss of time by working controls or anything and um humanity uh, before the E-frames were invented had actually created an artificial race of humanoids called Neo-Sapiens. And they were like the laborers and everything. So we're already setting up like, you know, we can see where this is going, right? And so there's already been a rebellion. Humans invented E-frames to be able to fight Neo-Sapiens on their level, because they're bigger and stronger than humans. And, and so uh, they basically, um, you know, there's supposedly a peace in place now um you know but it's basically like peace you know through the fact that well the humans have this big military neo-sapiens are limited in number and even though they're bigger and stronger the humans basically like fought them back to where they had to surrender well the show opens with uh, the neo-sapiens have been secretly building their own e-frames and so basically it starts with with the storyline they call the fall of the human empire which is the neo-sapiens rise up and like uh, you know like basically kill you know like and destroy uh, a lot of the government and infrastructure and everything and it's it's a show that kind of takes the nuance, this is a syndicated show so they didn't have a lot of the network censorship that a lot of cartoons were under at that time so death, people die and a lot <laughs> and, um, and 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 you know but, but they take the even keel of the fact that the reason this happened is because humans were awful to the Neo-Sapiens but the guy who's in charge of the Neo-Sapiens now, Phaeton, he, he wants to genocide humans, and that's also... Wrong. So it's like there's this sort of levels of, you know, of things that they don't try to make it like a simple thing of one side is good, one side is evil. They bring up the fact that there's been systemic injustice and stuff like that. And like I say, we, we, got, <laughs> we got like two-thirds of the story and we don't get to finish it and to me that is that is the biggest injustice like because it was a show where it was it was serialized you know, like like it mattered like it was about the same time as Babylon 5 like it was that same sort of movement towards serialization You know, that was going on Babylon Five was, you know, was also happening in animation with Exosquad. And I am so saddened that they never got to finish their story. The actually the creator is trying to reboot it now. He's talking to it because it's it's an NBC Universal series. And actually, apparently the downloads on Peacock are pretty good for the old series. And he's been trying to talk to them about doing a reboot. It wouldn't be unfortunately, it would not be a continuate. He's already said that. Like there's just no hope of getting them to just finish it out. It would have to be a reboot. But he's hopeful that he can at least try to like do it again. You know. It does um, seem
0: to have a certain matrix matrix aspect to it. So I wonder how it would fare in a post matrix world.
1: Oh, I mean, that's a fair I mean an that's avatar. A fair... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, avatar, yeah. But except like instead of an organic suit, it's based right. like where, like an organic, you're transferring your consciousness. You are part of the machine. Right. Um, when when they do that. But um,
3: they also have i mean i don't know if you remember this old 80s cartoon but centurions is how all when they advertised xo it was like it always reminded me of the centurions and and, much a much much more visually i I mean like like the exo
1: suits are bigger than the ones from centurions right but but yeah no i I know what you're talking about it wasn't a show that was shown in my local area but when i visited my grandmother i could watch centurion so i did see it occasionally so that's um, what it just reminded me of when i I saw it like, yeah, it's like in ad- more of an adult version of Zenderians, okay. Yeah. You know? But yeah, it oh man, that show had such potential. It saddens me. But uh, but yeah. Um yeah, so I mean I like I say, I could do this all day and I got a ton more that I could pull both live action and animated that I could talk about the injustices. Um, but uh but you know, we've been going for a good amount of time now. Um so Excuse me. I'm not
0: done. I'm not done.
1: <laughs> I have not yet begun to fight. That's
0: right. There's a will. There's a few more hours of talking. That's right.
1: right. Amen. Well, the Amen. thing is, like I've said before, this is one we can revisit from time to time. This doesn't have to be the only time that we that we do this because there are still so many other shows we can talk about. Like, like I didn't even pull any of my ones from the '80s. Right. <laughs> I've I've got I've got a handful from the 80s that are like this Misfits of Science. Come on, you know. I don't remember that one. I know I saw it because I was able to describe things to people, and they told me that's what I'm remembering. But I don't even remember that show clearly enough to was, be able to. It was such.
3: It was so ahead of its time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, because it was pretty much the X Men, an X Men type sh- show with the sci fi stuff. It's just ahead of its time. in The comedy. Yeah. And Courtney Cox who didn't age for 30 years. Right.
1: So. <laughs> yeah no I was thinking more of Voyagers
3: yeah that's another good one
1: Yep. the one but, thing that
3: came close to it to me was and not in a good way was um your oh, me was Dr. Beckett and um
1: Quantum Leap Quantum Leap yeah yeah no I've compared those two before too the idea yeah. of you're putting right something that's wrong in history and then yep. you know once you know you fixed it then you move on to the next place yeah yep all right but uh all right so yeah let's say our goodbyes and let everybody know where they can find us uh so let's start with you karen
0: well um you can find me pretty much anywhere there's a discussion about military sci-fi media at dragon con Uh, on facebook it's military sci-fi media dragon con we have our own little group and a little page and the group we like to chat and share things and also we have a twitter handle um at msfm track so you can kind of check in and see what we've got going on we will be putting out more stuff in the very near future as we start to get everything completely firmed up but definitely you know come for the community stay for the jokes
3: amen
1: all right and eric say your goodbyes let people know where they can find you
2: i am very easy to find on the internet. uh you can just go to at eric ratcliffe on twitter which uh i try to stay somewhat active on <laughs> i feel like every couple of days i'm kind of at least on there um newcomicday.net which will bring you to the facebook page of my awesome web comic or just type in while of comics on any of your podcasts uh apps and you will find my podcast which i'm trying to get back on a normal schedule but it is very difficult to book guests, as as nate knows
1: (laughs) and that is it all right and will why don't you say goodbye and let people know where they can find you
3: all right guys it's been fun and you can find me just about anywhere that you see a random podcast puppet with my name attached to it i am not doing any of my own work right now because of being a new dad so this is my outlet thanks again nate for having me on
1: Hey, no problem. And yeah, Will, Eric, and Karen, thank you so much for being on the show. So that's it for our episode about series that were gone too soon. Did you like the topic? Are there specific topics you want us to cover in the future? You can let us know in a variety of ways. One way is to email us at everything at 42cast.com, or just go by the website and drop a message on any of the episodes at 42cast.com. You can also go to our Facebook at facebook.com slash 42cast. You can also tweet to us at 42cast or also find us on Instagram at 42cast and leave us feedback there. Or you can leave us reviews on Stitcher or Apple Podcasts. With Apple Podcasts, each review helps promote our show because then it will show up more on searches. And so that one is greatly appreciated. You can also help out the show by checking out the ESO Patreon. That's at patreon.com slash ESO Network. It's a way of supporting all the shows on the station, helping us all keep going. And basically, you just look at the different tiers, the different cost that will provide you with some early episodes of some shows, some exclusive episodes of some shows, or a whole exclusive podcast at one tier that you can get from the network. So if you have some funds, if you'd like to help us out, we'd definitely appreciate if you did that. Also, if you're interested in more content from us, you can check out the other podcasts that we have. One is Time Streams, which is where my friend Juliet and I are going through all of Doctor Who from the beginning. You don't have to follow along with us. I know how hard it is to find Classic Who in the States, because we explain everything about the story in the episodes. If you just want to hear our banter, you can do that. But definitely you're going to get a little more out of it if you actually watch the episodes with us. We're about to start Season 2 of Doctor Who. Yes, that's the real Season 2, the one from 1964. Not the one where David Tennant took over as the Doctor. So if you're interested, now's a great time in catching up and checking us out. The other podcast is Legendary Forces, where Juliet and I again, but this time joined by Joe, Ashley, and Corinne, are going through all of Star Wars fictional media from the beginning. That's everything other than like fan magazines or fanzines. We're just reading every book, every comic book, watching the TV specials, watching the movies, of course. Basically, all of that media, everything that takes place within the Star Wars universe, we're reading it, we're commenting on it, we're talking about the evolution of Star Wars as a franchise, and then we're also letting you know if the content that we're checking out is worth you getting into as well, because a lot of that older stuff people haven't been exposed to. So, is it worth checking out? Well, listen to the show and we'll let you know. Nothing's really changed in con news, still planning on going to Chicago TARDIS, and that's probably it for me this year. Beth and I are still basically watching the same shows, and so all that's chugging along. So, not much to report on my end. I know, it sounds pretty boring. So, that's a wrap for this week. Join us back next week when the Eric Ratcliffe interview is finally going to go out. I know, I promised that three weeks ago, I think, from the time of this airing, maybe four weeks ago, and... Just so much has been going on for me in my personal life that I just wasn't able to get to editing it. Thankfully, Ben has been helping out chugging through all these shows in our backlog, helping keep all those going. So I just said, look, it's not worth me holding up the show just to get this interview out there. So we pulled in the episodes that Ben is editing. We released those, but now it's time to get back to doing interviews. So that's the first one of my cast interviews. We're going to do a lot more of those. I really want to get the people who have contributed to this show... I want them to get their stuff out there, too. I want to promote them, because they've supported me. So that's the whole point of that. I think that you'll enjoy the interview with Eric. And like I say, if you have a favorite cast member on the show, you can let me know that. Because at this point, I have absolutely no idea who I'm going to interview next. So if you point me in a direction that will probably weigh my opinion on who I'm going to interview next. So you can do that. But until then, this is Nathan signing off. You have been listening to The 42 Cast, copyright 2021 got a question for the ultimate answer contact us at everything at 42cast.com theme music is sharper swords by brandon ellis check out more of his work at www.cityfires.com the 42 cast is a proud member of the eso network